This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And with David Vance with us, or David Vance has me with him. It's one or the other, but... uh... David, we're yes. we're going to discuss. Uh, we've become partners in crime with our uh, with our events. Hold the line, challenge the narrative. Um, and we started back in December. Uh, maybe let's start there and and tell us about that event. Well, well, I think what we've started is actually very encouraging. So, as you say, we held our first one, and the whole purpose behind holding these events is to bring real human beings together in a space as opposed to a cyberspace, a virtual space, and, and, and have interesting uh, conversations which do exactly what it says on the tin, hold the line and challenge the uh, narrative. So it, it seems long ago now, but it was only last month, December. <laughs> we, had, we had our first one, as you know, Peter, in, uh, in, 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 in London. Um, with uh, Andrew Bridgen MP and Mr. Carl Benjamin of Lotus Eaters and Sargon of Akkad fame. And I thought it was a really good event. You know, it was uh, there was a decent turnout of folks, uh, good atmosphere during and after the event, and uh, interesting conversations with both Andrew and, uh, and Carl. I mean, what did you think? Well, I love the way we were able to to merge the media and the politics. So Andrew Bridgen, obviously being an MP, a member of parliament, uh, and Carl with a, a great setup at Lotus Eaters there, a great media setup. Um, and it was interesting because I think we often see the our politicians as having failed and therefore you look at media to get the message out. And that's what we both do Um it's a day in, day out, uh, yeah. live and breathe it and dream it. Yeah. So actually, I enjoy just the two of them coming together and sharing different angles on the same issue, uh, which, I mean, challenging the narrative in Westminster, in Parliament, and challenging the narrative in the media space. Um, and then the whole issue of actually holding the line. What are we holding? Obviously, Andrew Bridgen, originally conservative, um, and then thrown out, and of course, the name Conservative means nothing anymore uh, here in the UK. So I just, yeah, enjoyed that. They both enjoyed the event. Andrew Bridgen had literally been in Parliament voting on the, I think it was the Rwanda bill, immigration bill. So yeah. he came straight in from that. Uh, and I think that added to the evening as well, that he had just been where he is supposed to be speaking up for the public, like few MPs do, and came straight in. So and then we ended off with obviously Q and A, so about fifteen minutes of of Q and A's where people could ask anything they wanted. We we did, and that was enjoyable as well because people don't always come at things the way that maybe you or I might. People have their own perspectives, and and that's another point of having these live events. It actually allows members of the public to to put their thoughts to some of these high-profile people like Andrew Bridgen. I mean, it was noteworthy that when Andrew finished giving his uh, his, his, sort of, uh, his sort of session with us, he got a standing ovation from yeah. the audience, spontaneous. Um, and, and that was good to see because, again, one of the things I think with these events are a lot of the people we're talking, and we're going to talk about the one that's coming up now on the 1st of March, but we have people who, they're in the public eye, but not necessarily 
uh, how can I put this? They're not necessarily being lauded. They're being demonized. They're being, I mean, Andrew Bridgen, the only MP in that House Commons who stood against the whole um, the vax tyranny stuff. Yeah. Um, um, he didn't exactly get, you know, the, the, the Conservatives didn't say, thank you so much, Andrew. Instead, they threw him out and, you know, the media demonized him on a continual basis. So I thought another plus of these events is we give these people a chance to have their say to the public, really, as well. So I think for me, it worked. It worked really well. And uh, and the best thing of all was afterwards, there, there was a pub very shortly uh, located from the venue. And uh, I think a lot of people did go there and they had a nice time. So a very good, as I said at the time, a great way to spend, uh, what, two weeks before Christmas it was. Well, what better way to spend a Tuesday night? But it gets better now because the one we're putting on next, it's a Friday night. It's in London it, as well. It is. And we have made sure that uh, this upcoming event, uh, 1st of March, Friday, um, we have made sure that there are local pubs to this venue also, yep. also in central London. Uh, we have made sure it's close to a tube station. It's probably three, four minutes walk from the station. And there is also uh, street parking. So I know after you can pay to park up to maybe 6.30 and then it's free. So actually... In that way, when you look at London venues, David, it's mm -hmm. it can be difficult to tick a lot of those boxes. Um, but I think we've ticked the accessibility for people. Um, and of course, if someone comes in a wheelchair like we had before, it's wheelchair accessible. People can park close by. And we have a watering hole close by. I think we've done quite well on all those. Yeah, I think so. You know, we're trying to tick all the boxes and put on a decent night's conversation and get the grips with big issues and and make the whole thing just enjoyable that that's the plan that we've had from from day one you know and, and hopefully um as we go as we these evolve because everything evolves nothing stays the same you know we're, we're learning from the uh from, from december and the, the the one on the first of march will will show all those learnings and hopefully there'll be others beyond that so yeah i'm looking forward to it now People may ask why um, we've brought these. I mean, I probably have got to know Calvin through my work with Getter. Um, and he obviously was using the platform a lot, uh, quite high profile. So I think that was how I got to him. Um, I don't really know uh, Lawrence Fox. You have you know him better. Um, maybe let's separate them them both out because yeah. they're, they're very different but also they're they're quite similar and maybe a little bit more similar than um, Andrew Bridge and, and Carl would be, um, simply the fact they they know each other. Um, but maybe separate, maybe start with Losa, Lawrence Fox. Um, tell us about him, it, maybe for US viewers, because we will, we are working to making this available as a, as a live stream, the event. Uh, we have to jump through some, technical hoops the last one was available we'll touch on that maybe as an after video but we're trying to live stream so for those who cannot get to london we're trying to make it available but maybe you want to lawrence has been in the news recently let's start with him yeah i mean lawrence has been in the news a lot uh and uh he's been put through the media grinder and that's always a sign of someone who's probably quite good uh, Obviously, Lawrence Fox, son of Edward Fox, acting dynasty, all of that there. Um, very successful acting career he had as well uh, in movies and in series uh, uh, as well. So he, he did all that. And then what he did was he went on BBC Question Time 
uh, infamously or famously, whatever which way. And he spoke common sense about that when people were, when there was, he pushed back. He actually did what we're saying, Peter. You know, he held his ground and he challenged the, the kind of the BBC lefty narrative. And ever since then, he's got himself more involved in what I guess we would call the political realm. He's the leader of a, of a party or a, a, a lobbying group, whatever you want to call it, called the Reclaim Party. Uh, and he is, uh, you know, for someone who um, uh, he's only been new to this game relatively quickly, he's been to the fore uh, on a series of media storms, m most of which I think are, self are, are contrived by the media to get him. So a bit like Andrew Bridgen, the media's job is to get him over COVID. The media job is to get uh, to get Lawrence over anything he says. And I suppose the thing about Lawrence as well is, you know, he comes from an acting background, right? So we, there's that nature to think. And the actors are sort of, I think, famously or whatever, they are... They, they they use language in a particular way. They're, they're very good with words and whatnot. And uh, in fact, it's that interest in words and the application of words, which ended in the High Court in London um, just recently uh, with Lawrence Fox discovering that a High Court judge couldn't tell him if the word racism is a defamatory term or not. <laughs> Do you know? And I guess to, to you and I, and I guess many people watching this, we probably go, well, yeah, obviously it is. But cannot be proven blah 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 but if you're an actor and your whole world revolves around words i can sort of understand why you would sort of say well okay if i'm being called a racist does that have any meaning do, do words have meaning and, and as someone myself who massive interest in language and words i think words should have meaning so i think lawrence fox he's a bit of a weather fiend he attracts a lot of negative publicity from the media I think he's on the side of the angels, as uh, from what I can see of him, and uh, I think he'd be a great, um, he'll be a great guest on the night. And a lot of people, Peter, again, he has quite a, he's based in London. He's got a, a good following of people, I think, uh, around the country, but particularly, hopefully, in London. And hopefully, they will come along on the night to show solidarity with Lawrence as he's put through the media grinder. Uh, you know, it's not easy when you lose libel cases that cost vast amounts of money and your reputation is dragged through the mud. And as he says, he's lost. He believes anyway. His theory is that he's lost his acting career. He can't go back because, well, the acting, you know, let's face it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty lefty industry now, isn't it? So he may not be able to go back to that which he did. Uh, because he's been labelled as this, that and the other. And when he goes to find legal comfort, there's none. So it's a tough gig for Lawrence, but I hope it'll be a good gig on the night. And of course, I've, again, have maybe met Lawrence maybe twice. Um, but what I see from afar is he's someone who uh, speaks his mind. And although he, the whole acting dynasty places him in a very a, a traditionally very liberal world, um, and a very probably more middle upper class world, yet he actually connects with people, um, maybe actually on a similar way to Nigel was able to connect. Um, and that's why you kept it so successful because you watch Lawrence, you think, yeah, um, I like that. I, I like that guy. I'd like to spend time with him. Uh, and I think that you need that in leaders, uh, not only the, the charisma, but you need that 
personal connection. And when you see Lawrence doing anything, you think, actually, one good on him for doing that. That's what I was thinking of doing. Yeah. Uh, well done for saying what you want to say and not holding back. And he looks a great guy to be able to just sit and engage with and chat to and kind of seems real because I think often our politicians are are cloaked in yeah. some, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, but they are removed. I think laws are just connects. I think you're right, Peter. Just like Nigel Farage connects in that particular way, I I think Lawrence connects in a similar way because he 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 he, he does speak fairly directly, but he also speaks like just like Nigel Farage. The stuff that he says, most of it I consider to be pretty mild. Actually, not it's not out there at all. Really, it's just forthright and 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 honest. I suppose maybe the best term. And I mean, honesty in politics is is pretty rare. So that's the issue we have, and that's why I think uh, Lawrence stands out because I think he is an honest man um, and forthright, and he doesn't have that filter. You know, the filter that mm-hmm. the politicians have—they know when to hold back. They've got that two-second delay mechanism in their minds. I don't think Lawrence has, but I don't disrespect him for the fact that I admire him all the more because he just goes for what he thinks is truthful. And and a lot of what he says to me is, is common sense. He just wants a better place for families, for people to have a better life. That's it. You shouldn't be demonized for that. You definitely shouldn't be. And that's why the 1st of March, we need to make sure that a lot of people turn up and send that message to Lawrence that they don't agree with how he's being treated by the media and the various elements of the British establishment, which wouldn't rec- recognize truth if it steamrollered them. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, I showed the, the graphic at the, the very beginning. I'll show it once again. Um, and that is the information, hold the line, challenge the narrative. And we stuck with that tagline. I think it fits with it fits with um, probably hundreds of our guests, David. Yeah, um, and there is Father Calvin Robinson, who we'll get on to in a moment, um, and Lawrence Fox, reclaimed party leader known to many in the UK as Loza. And it'll be the same format as before, um, 7 to 9.30. Uh, and Friday, the 1st of March, come along. And we want to build on what we had before. And whenever we reached out to them, uh, they would love to. It, it's funny how when you reach out to people, actually there is a, a warmness. I've certainly found this, my guest, David, you've been doing this many, many years also. There is a, a warmness and a connection that I think we have built up with many of our guests. And our guests, certainly we are in the UK, they're in the UK, you're up another part of the UK, Northern Ireland. But um, uh, but but people want to come together. They want that connection, especially after uh, the COVID tyranny. Um, yeah. They want to connect and meet people face to face. And to me, that was one of the the takeaways yeah. from our event in December. I, th- I think that and the fact that a lot of these people, if they go into the traditional media uh, salons, I mean, they're going to be given a hard time, a really, really hard time. When they come on a stage with us and we do what we do, then the Essentially, we're all amongst friends. I mean, yes, we can ask challenging questions and we can do that. But but ultimately, I think they recognize that we're coming from a good place and we recognize that they're coming from a good fit place. And that was evident in the audience back in December as well. You know, it, it wasn't the hateful carping 
BBC audiences and presenters uh, shtick. So I think there's a recognition that that this is a healthy thing that we're trying to do, healthy conversations, positive conversations as well, because it's not all about focusing on the negative. It's about focusing on the positive as well. So I think from that point of view, the format kind of works. Right, cool. People can ask whatever questions they want. and um, but But actually... I think even looking forward, looking at other events we want to do, uh, and we if we can do these every every few months, yep. um, then that is our goal. But actually, there aren't. You kind of say, well, we can ask difficult questions, but you look at these individuals and think, actually, I I agree with a lot of stuff they do. It, it, it's about partnership. We're not trying to do a gotcha moment. It's actually nope. we want to partner together and see what we can do together that we couldn't do separately. So it's it's a meeting of minds and friends, and not of um of anyone who we're battling against. Yeah, which I think creates a better atmosphere. Therefore, you know, it's not you're sitting with a gotcha question. It's not like that at all. It's just you know. A real interest in these people and what they think and what some of the things they've said and how do they respond to different things. It's that it's it's a genuine inquisitive mindset from our point of view, and they can talk freely. And and you know, Peter, you mentioned the censorship thing, and and I think that is really important. You know, because and we touch we maybe touch on it now. Um, both our guests, both Calvin and, 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 and Lawrence, have been, you know, censored in all kinds of ways. And the one thing that we're saying is you come to one of our events, there's no censorship. It's yeah. it's free speech. It is actually free speech. You don't we're not just, you know, lecturing about it. We're we're actually living it and we're saying to these guys, come along, say what you want. The audience can say what they want as well if the, we don't we're not gonna censor folks as long as it's civil. And that and that's just as simple as that there. That's how it all should be, but unfortunately it's not, uh, with censorship being so rampant. So this is free it's also an event for free speech. And of course, one thing that connects them, that they, they are friends. They've both done stuff with the Reclaim Party. Um, they, they may have been friends before. I don't know their history. Uh, but actually, GB News is is another thing that connects them. Lawrence uh, got sacked for saying what he thought, speaking his mind. And Calvin seemed to get sacked for being loyal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It's it, in fact one of the things about the the Lawrence thing being sacked for what he said. It's um, but he said that he wouldn't do a particular thing, which reminds me of our previous guest in December, Carl. <laughs> Mr. Carl Benjamin, who got himself into a whole pile of stuff because he said he wouldn't do a particular thing. So it is kind of, one of the things that I think there's a continuity there. These are guys that have got into trouble because they said they wouldn't do something. You wouldn't do something, uh, but but you're right. I mean, uh, obviously Lawrence and uh, Calvin uh, had this sort of uh, platform on on GB News, which is obviously trying to set itself up. I'm not sure if it is though, as a free speech platform, it's not. Uh, and uh, they both they were both sacked. Calvin in particular, I felt actually really. Let's talk about Calvin for a second. Yeah. I felt really bad for Calvin because yeah. Calvin. Lauren said something that was probably injudicious, but not worthy of being sacked for one second. Just, yep. just a, you know, a, a Friday night comment, so to speak. But, but Calvin got the boot because he stood up for the host of that show, a guy called Dan Wooten, and for and for Lawrence, and he just yep. done by my friends. He was sacked. Well, I, in some ways, I feel even worse for Calvin because standing by your friends is surely a virtue. 
But mm. what do you think? Oh yeah, um, I I thought that's that's a bonus. Obviously, the the heads of GB News uh, wanted conformity. They wanted obedience. Um, mm. They they they're not interested in character. They're interested in a new story, getting clicks, um, and that's what it it boils down to on on your your size of media share, your market share. Um, and Calvin, Calvin was interesting fit anyway because as a as a as a Christian, as someone who's ordained, and he would often wear his. I don't know what you call them, his garbs, his cloaks, his uh, whatever. But so he he was out there as a Christian. You'd see him and, oh, um, he, he's obviously a church leader. He's a Christian. And he's one of the one of the most mild-mannered people you'll come across. I kind of think something, Laza may say something to get a reaction. Um, he's kind of got that boyishness that kind of stirring things up a little bit actually calvin is is quite different personality and he is so mild-mannered so gentle he can say things um that are possibly we're told are difficult to say on a range of issues but because he says it with with love and acceptance and gentleness that it comes over in a in a great way um and i've actually never i've never seen calvin speak at an event. So I'm actually looking forward to watching him speak. I, I've got to know him a little bit, but just watching him and um, I guess seeing how he discusses things that have happened because it's not out of anger or bitterness. It's actually out of gentleness and correction. And I, I love that attitude. And maybe that attitude didn't fit in with GB News and the media. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I followed Calvin for a long time in social media. Uh, we followed each other. And uh, I, as you say, I mean, he comes across as a very um, sort of even tempered person and a very thoughtful person. And, uh, you, you know, uh, as he's donned more recently, the religious garb side of things. He, again, I mean, uh, I follow his Substack and uh, the stuff that he writes over there. I actually told him this uh, yesterday, but it's very thoughtful. It's 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 it's, it's 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 yeah. He's actually someone you can learn stuff from. Put it like I I love you're never too old that you can't learn things from people. And and Calvin's the sort of person that I think we can learn things from. So uh, yes, as you say, a very different personality, uh, but also pretty. I think a strong personality. I I mean I I've never met Calvin, but he comes across to me as. Someone who doesn't, but maybe that's what unites them. They don't back down from, a, you know, positions that they adopt, which makes me think that the positions they adopt are real because they're they're not they're they're not they're they're standing by them. I mean, oh yeah, I, I, actually, is it because um with with Calvin, you've got you're right, you've got confidence, but probably meekness or gentleness, mm. uh, as opposed to maybe someone like we mentioned, Nigel Farage, who's confident, but that's with kind of swagger. It um, and it's it's a very different, but they're both, yeah, it, it's interesting when you see that quiet confidence, because that's, we are told confidence needs to be bold and aggressive and forceful. But mm. Calvin is, no, I know what I think. I, I don't have to, to push it. And, and that mm. gentleness, I think, gets you maybe in places where the, the bravado, the swagger doesn't necessarily get you. I, I also think, just on another note to do with Calvin, I think his kind of forthright Christian views are are a real pleasure to, to hear in, in in the public realm, um, because he, you know, again, the, the things that he says, I, I would agree with all the things that he says, but a lot of them are things that 
probably get him into a bit of trouble, I suspect, with other theological communities who don't maybe like his forthrightness. So, and, and it's one of the things I think you've touched on, Peter, is like, as a Christian like Calvin, how how can you operate in the mainstream media yeah. space? And can you operate in the mainstream media space? I mean, I'm not sure that you can. No, um, I, it's extremely difficult. I know he he has talked in publicly before of the battles that he had within GB News yeah. uh, with a lot, because GB News, uh, it was seen as a kind of our Fox, whenever Fox was good, but that's kind of how it was built. And you realize actually it's become something quite different. And part of the reason is, well, one, they want funding, two, they want advertising, and three, I think a lot of the the, the media types who work in it are then fairly left and they're in it for a job for a career and you realize the setup there may have been some people in it initially who wanted to ip what fox was and have that in the uk but actually there are many other voices and i assume right at the top that just wanted it to actually have market share and whatever you do to get that you do you keep your advertisers happy and you have investors coming in you don't really question where the money's coming from all of that we've seen that in their stance on um on vaccines where neil oliver is the last that actually holds on after they got rid of mark stein but um but calvin was a breath of fresh air and um as was laws actually because someone who speaks their mind and journalists think of what they say they think through it and you're you said the two second delay and that's how it is where lawrence will speak and then think Oh, uh, was that wrong? I, that, but that's what you like about him. Um, Calvin is more measured, but actually, yeah, yeah, he was an interesting fit with GB News. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was fascinating. And the two of them, I if there was ever a reason other than Neil Oliver to watch GB News, it was Calvin and it was Lawrence. So those were the reasons that made it. For- or Mark Stein. I, I, of course. Back the in the day. The wonderful Mark Stein, who they who was the first one to be, to be dispatched. And I knew whenever they got rid of new Mark Stein, others would follow. And, you know, and they did that for the reasons you said, Peter. So Mark Stein went and then Lawrence and Calvin uh, rapidly went. And uh, I don't know what the position with Dan Wooden is, but um, I just get the feeling that as time moves on, GB News seems to be more and more like BBC News or Sky News. There's not a vast amount of difference. If there is, it's around the edges. But it's a shame because the colour and the interest and the liveliness that Calvin could bring and that Lawrence could bring, I think it's 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 missed. And it'll be interesting to see if that's reflected in the viewing figures. A voice like Mark Stein, irreplaceable in in, in my opinion, you know, and, and, and Mark was treated egregiously badly by GB News. So if you've followed Mark Stein, as I have for decades, you know, that doesn't lend you to have an easy mindset towards GB News. So when they go and get rid of Lawrence and when they go and get rid of Calvin, I'm just thinking, yeah, well, you know, told you. No, 100%. Uh, actually, the one other thing about Calvin is, actually, you mentioned Dan Wooten. Um, I mm. know um, when, again, very different person, Someone who has a, a, a gay lifestyle and you think, well, I'm sure Calvin will come. Actually, they're friends and they agree to disagree, um, but actually they're good friends and Dan was there at Calvin's ordination. Um, but actually, whenever Dan faced um, uh, media hits on his background, his romantic background, let's say that, um, and I kind of, when I thought, I thought, oh, bad, bad, bad. And then, actually, I saw how Calvin responded. And 
that loyalty that mm-hmm. you can agree to disagree, but actually stand by someone. And that gave me even more respect for Calvin when you realize actually that integrity um, as a person, actually, he's good. Well, when you're at the center of a media storm, which 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 Dan was uh, and, and and Lawrence has been, it's a terror. I mean, I haven't been there exactly myself, but it's not now. It's it, it's really not good. It's horrible, and that's when you need your friends. That's what friends are for to stand by you in those moments. So it speaks volumes to to to, to the likes of Calvin that he was, despite his very clear, unambiguous Christian values, still able to stand by his friend Dan and his friend Lawrence. I, I, I think that's admirable. I know some people will criticize and carp about that there, but you know something, if you ain't got friendship, what do you have, Peter? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, can I bring up one other thing in Calvin? Because obviously he wanted to be ordained and went through that process. And then the 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 Church of England, I use that word church loosely for that, but the Anglican church here in the UK, they blocked him and banned him. Actually, it was because of his uh, being on GB News. That's, uh, that wasn't compatible with Christianity. I don't know which verse they were using, really, but anyway, they find one. Yeah. Um, but then Calvin found another route, and to be there at his ordination uh, was great. And again, that shows someone with it doesn't matter if a door closes that you'll continue to work and push and he could have said well i'll just do media now i'll forget about that being in the church a christian leader but actually he kept moving towards that and has now been ordained and i guess that shows tenacity but also a confidence on your calling he believed god called him into that um and media was part of that but actually that wasn't all and he went through that so that i guess um desire to push through and achieve what you believe your calling is whether you're a christian or not um i i really i really respect that about calvin yeah and and, and to have gone through all of that and to be where he is it, it's remarkable and it's it's you know for calvin and for for lawrence i think they've both gone through tumultuous times especially in the last 12 months i suppose you would say and uh the, the fact that you know they're they're still both standing they're going to be well, they won't be standing. They'll be sitting on stage with us. Hopefully, uh, I don't think we'll be standing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, it it, it speaks uh, it speaks volumes to them. And and they're these are exactly the right sort of people to be to be bringing to an audience and to 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 the gathering, so that you know, it's obviously Peter with a lot of this, you know. People know these people from, like, say, you know, uh, Twitter, social media platforms, and whatnot. And you maybe read a, a little, you know, little post here and there or whatever. But people are much more than just 160 characters. Now, let's be honest, you know. And so, what's great about our events is we make we can help these people expand their whole personality to the audience. So people really get the full 360 insight into what they are and and what they think and how they operate and and, and, and whatnot, you know. I mean, again, going back to December, I mean, I, I was both Andrew Bridgen and Carl, I felt came across really well uh, as really rounded, just decent human beings. And, and again, you know, um, I, I, Calvin and Lawrence no different. So I think it's good that we can allow this to be brought out so people can see 
yeah, these these are these are decent blokes. You know, they're 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 sensible. They're not all 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 the words that slurs uh, leveled against them are completely fatuous and 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 wrong. And and the best evidence of that is when people can see them just talking the way you and I are talking, and people then make a judgment. But it's even better when they're all in the one place as opposed to digitally. You know, that's the big plus about this. COVID taught us the government wanted us to be apart. We're saying, no, we want us to be together. That's the difference. Yeah, and and one thing stood out for me is actually going to the, the pub after. Um, yeah. And I actually didn't know whether Carl would stay. I didn't know whether Andrew would stay. Yeah. They yeah. both have a lot on. They have a lot on. And they could certainly have said, well, we need to go. Andrew, parliamentary business, Carl, I'm sure, at media work. And yet they came to the pub for probably nearly an hour and just chatted with people. And um, to me, that actually was a was a special end to the evening. Yeah, it's it, it's humanizing people. That's what it's doing. It's getting away from cliched stereotypes and letting you see that they, these 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 people. Yes, you might see them in a, through a, the lens of a media camera, but they're also the people people who will stand at the bar and have a drink and will chat to people and will have a laugh. And you know, like we're all so much more. I think than just a little little individual media stereotypes. All of us, you are, I am, we all are more than that. And when it comes to these people, um, I, I think it's lovely that we can hopefully create the environment where they're comfortable, where the audience likes it, everybody's happy, and you come away at the end of the night feeling, that was a good couple of hours to spend. You know, maybe I got to ask a question. Maybe I went, I went up to shake hands with them, whatever it was. Uh, I think that's a great way to spend a couple of hours. What else are you going to do for a couple of hours, you know? Um, so I think, yeah, this is, if you want a perfect night out and you're anyway interested, not just politics, but humanity, well, human beings, you know, if you come along, I think you, I, I'm pretty confident you won't be disappointed. And of course, there is a a cost to these events. We would love a, a David. I don't know if David owns a, a castles around or conference centers. I, I personally don't. No, um, I but actually, there is a there. We, we learned after the first one. There is always a risk to to putting an event on. And I'm surprised. Well, one was surprised. Actually, there hadn't been more events. Uh, we've seen ones with uh, with the Ikes. We went to Comcast. Um, we've seen uh, Lotus Eaters doing events. Um, yeah. I know Matt Latis has done an event. Uh, there are people who do events, but actually, I thought, I wonder why there aren't many. And then actually doing the first one, I thought, oh. Actually, it's a lot of responsibility, a lot of work, uh, a lot of pressure and, mm. and stress, because if you don't actually if you don't actually have people coming out to your event, then, uh, David, you and I are left uh, to pick up the tab of the venue, of security, of people there, of the filming. Um, so none of this comes. And um, I we've got a, a great venue for this coming one um, in in central London. Um, and I know that people coming buying a ticket and it means that actually uh the the profit that we have left over means we can then go to the next venue because a lot of these venues people don't realize that they require thousands of pounds up front yeah yeah i mean th this is what amuses me some people say oh look at they're charging money to come into it well as i pointed out the venues cost a lot of money yes. so well, what do you think we should do i mean all we're trying to do is essentially cover our costs and then, as you say, on top of that, make sure we have a little bit over for the next one. 
uh, uh, because you know it it, it does all co cost uh, money, and there's a lot of stress involved in it as well. Uh, as we, I mean, I I had a full head of hair before the show. <laughs> I don't know how you've held on to yours, but I mean, yeah, the 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 stress of putting on these events is is part of it, but it's also in a there. There's this. I felt a great sense of satisfaction uh, when we finished on the night in London in December. I've sort of felt. Yes, that was good. It worked out well. You know, every uh, there was a feel good experience, and uh, and that's the bit that I hold on to. So I kind of figure as we go through this bit, and hopefully people will, you know, see the follow the link and buy tickets and come along and help us because we 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 there's many more conversations and many more people, really interesting people that we we have would like to be bringing on a stage with us and talking to you, and we only can do that if you help us. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have, you know, uh, a, a sort of limitless financial resource. So we do require on on our community coming together, and 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 that's what we need to do. We either all stand together or we fall apart. That's as simple as that. So, um, yeah, I think uh, these events are not without their troubles, <laughs> but uh, we're going to keep going with them, hopefully, and hopefully people will come out, and that then justifies it. Yeah, if we wanted an easier life, we wouldn't do it because actually sitting here at home here, you there in Northern Ireland, yeah. um, uh, actually it's it's much simpler. You don't, We don't need the agro or stress, but actually yeah. we believe there's something beneficial about yeah. these, of having these speakers come, of having the public come, of having that face-to-face -face connection, which we've uh, which we've massively missed. And and we want to get around the country. So this uh, people say, oh, it's all London. Well, actually, it was just some of the connections we had. But if we can go across the country, um, then great. And I, I know in my time in, in UKIP, thing, when we had different events, uh, we would always say to our supporters, UKIP supporters, if if you have a venue close by that you think we could use for an event, let us know. And I think it's the same here, that if people know if they've got relationship or contact with a venue somewhere in the country and they think that would actually be a, a good fit for this, then let us know and we'll look at that. And if we can do an event there with some great speakers, we'll do it. Yeah, it's by no means London-centric. As you said, it's just been the way it's worked out for the first one and this one. But uh, yeah, look, the whole the, the UK is a big place, and you know we're open minded to go different locations. One of the issues that we face is whilst we we're we're wanting to talk about you know free speech in an age of censorship, but one of the areas of censorship is that you know even holding an event carries degrees of risk as well. So you know free speech in the UK, a bit like uh, in the states and and elsewhere, it's never been under greater attack. And and the best uh, defense against that attack is more of it. That's a, that that's what we need. You know, uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant and all of that. So by having these live events and uh, uh, and and having these conversations, I think it leads to a more healthy uh, pushback against the censorious who tend to be people from the political left. Let's face it, who don't want to have conversations and argument. But I love argument and discussion because that's how we all learn. Uh, I have been known to argue occasionally, and and therefore, yeah, I'm hoping that the, these events will 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 engender that in in the audience, uh, and, and hopefully, people will come back also to to more and more wherever we do them in the country. Of course, we'll just end off. People have questions; uh, they can message us. I mean, it's ticketiller.com, uh, and then forward slash events forward slash David 
Peter events, but all the links are in the description, but it is Ticket Tailor, which I know others have used and seems to be a um, a good site for this. And we found it really easy to use. People can just come and have their ticket on their phone or uh, they can print it out. Uh, but then we had lots of people ask us different questions and people can email through that messages or they can DM us if you have any questions, any queries, just ask and we'll get back to you. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a conversation we're having on the 1st of March. It's not a lecture. It's a conversation. And and it's a conversation between Lawrence and Calvin, you and me on the stage and our audience. A big group of people all coming together to, 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 to discuss things that I think we probably all have great passion for and interest in. So if people want to flag up in advance stuff they want to talk about, whatever it is, we're open minded in this one. We totally believe in free speech. Um, I will end it there, David. Anything else you want to throw in or have we covered everything? I think we've covered. I think we've covered the corners on it. But, uh, so suffice to say that look, you know, we only can sustain free speech if you support free speech. These events are fundamentally free speech. So hopefully, you know, you'll be able to come along and have fun and have a good night out. Uh, you know, uh, on a Friday, a Friday night. I think Peter's interesting because the previous one was a Tuesday. Not known for being the night that you really go out and have a great time. Um, Friday night surely is 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 a better night. There's the weekend lies ahead, and hopefully people will have a brilliant time, and that's what we want, along with our guests Calvin and Lawrence. Hundred percent. Well, on that, uh, all the links are in the description. You can find it on um, on all of David's social media accounts on Hearts of Oak social media um, and ask us any questions. But I'm looking forward to, in a matter of weeks, of having Lawrence and Calvin with us um, and do come along, ask your questions and do meet like-minded people and hear from um, from both uh, Calvin and Lawrence. So I think on that, I'll yep. thank our viewers and look forward to seeing you as many because you see us. We don't get to see you. So it's yeah. actually good to see people and say, okay, that's that name which I see on the chat or that's yeah. that person who mentioned me. And you're probably the same people. It's actually yeah. wanting to connect with those who you know by probably social media handler by name, but you don't know by face. And to meet them is like, oh, great to meet you. It'd be fantastic to see you, whoever you are. Come and make sure when at the event, come and say hello to Peter and myself. Great. Well, thank you all, and we look forward to seeing you on the 1st of March. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofvoke.org. Thank you for listening.